The Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab number 58 for June 20th, 2006. Greetings, folks, and welcome to the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab. I'm Dave Hamilton. I'm here with John Braun, as always. Hi, John. Hi, Dave. You know, it's a bit crowded in here, though. It, it is. If, 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 if you can hear that extra little air conditioner noise, we've got a special guest with us, as promised. Bob Levitis is here. Hi, Bob. Yo. Yo. <laughs> Yo, dudes. How are you, man? God, it sounds like you're right here in my office with me. Doesn't it, though? That's the way it this should is- be. Technology is great. You know, I want to take a minute and talk about the technology because we use, as, as most of you know, we use Skype to do this, this show, and John and I do that every week. We've obviously just had Bob join the, uh, the Skype chat here, and it just works. You know, I, I use iChat video a lot. Man, that thing is a pain to deal with, with the firewalls uh. and all that stuff, but Skype, it just works. Why can't Apple get that right? You know, they do a lot. A lot well. I chat. Wow, that was a yeah. rant. Well, you know. There yeah, you go. I mean, I got to say, this is my first three-way with Skype, and it, it's uh, <laughs> it was painless. Wow. Uh, I'm all, I do Sorry. three-way, four-way, five-way. Hey, man. <laughs> Have you really? No, seriously. You, you've lived the life, yeah. though. No, the most. You, you've done five people with Skype, Bob. Oh, yeah. We have. We have. Uh, you- listen to. Listen to the Mac Notables podcast. Sometimes there's, I think, six or seven of us. Yeah. Usually just two or three, though. Yeah. Yeah, it but does get crowded in there, in that lived, little room. You've lived quite a bit. I mean, you were a roadie for the Jackson 5, for crying out loud, Bob. So. Ooh. <laughs> yes, I was, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine that's that's about all of our respective pasts that we care to share. Uh, wait, wait, wait. If you're going to do that, I was also a roadie for Sean Cassidy. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And if you want to know more, we, we're, we're now working on Bob's Secrets. <laughs> Volume one. <laughs> my my book, Groupie at Heart. So Bob has uh, long been a, of course, a, a a Mac guru, of course, called Doctor Macintosh for years and years, and uh, frankly, is someone that I've gone to in the past for for advice related to uh, how best to back up my Mac. And we at TMO actually uh, worked together with Bob on this uh, this backup. Uh, special how how to back up your Mac. It's a PDF and it's also a uh, available online. And uh, and so we figured we'd use that as a, as a good excuse to have Bob on, and we'll talk about nothing but backups. So I have no idea how long this show's going to go. It may be short. It may be long. It doesn't really matter. It depends on how tired we all get. And we'll apologize for Bob's air conditioner, but only once, and we'll leave it at that. So uh, that's that. So uh, backup. Bob- Backup. There you go. So, Bob, I'll start with some some general questions here about uh, backing up, and then we've got actually got some listeners who have written in questions and sent in questions about backing up, and we'll sort of try to weave all that together into something that's uh, less incoherent than uh, than most of the shows we do. What are the most okay. to, to you? What are the most common misconceptions about backing up? What do folks usually get wrong, and uh, and and what what do folks miss in in your in your experience and, and travels throughout the Mac land here? Well, I think I think they fall into two categories. The first is people underestimate how painful it's going to be to lose all their photos or all their songs. 
uh, or all their Word files or Excel files, whatever it is that's important to them, they, uh, they only think about it when it's too late. And then the second is, it's really not that hard if you automate it so you don't have to think about it. If you use a program like Retrospect where you can automate the whole process, it'll, it'll wake your Mac up in the middle of the night, do the whole backup, and leave you a little note that says, I did the backup you asked for. Yep. Now, I, I noticed that one of the things you had on the list was Retrospect's crappy interface. <laughs> and and, and I, I agree. Retrospect yeah. is not easy to learn, but once you figure it out, Nothing else works like that. I mean, it's just, yep. it, for me, it, it, I don't think about it. I don't worry that it, it didn't do it right or it didn't do it last night and it should have. Yep. Once you get it going, it goes. It just goes. Plus, but, as a consultant, I, I have clients that you know pay me to come over and help them set up retrospects. Sure, there you go. <laughs> so you like the crummy interface? Yeah. No, I don't really. I wish they'd fix it, but you know, it's it's not. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's a little it's a little obscure. What, what I've always said to clients is that retrospect is 100% backwards of everything else you've ever seen. And once you accept that, then then it's not so bad, but it is it there is a learning curve to it. I mean, I, you know, reading through the the PDF, you actually spend a lot of time walking people through how to set up retrospect. And I mean, and, and why? Because they need that. It's important. Yeah, they need it. That's right. Yeah, they shouldn't need There's it. There's a whole chapter that's like the walkthrough of uh walkthrough of retrospect. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, mm-hmm. I, I have a, I have an exclusive uh offer for our listeners. I forgot all about this. Dude. I meant to send you an email. Check this out. <laughs> for our listeners and also for our readers. Okay. But uh, on the first page of Chapter 1, there's the obligatory drive savers plug, where I basically say, if you don't back up, you're going to end up uh, contributing to Scott Giordano's Ferrari fund. Scott is the CEO of Drive Savers, which is the kind of quintessential drive recovery company. Really nice guy. Yep. Nice Ferrari. Um, anyway, he called me today, and he said two things. One is... They don't charge you thousands of dollars if they're unsuccessful. They only charge you a couple hundred. <laughs> um, and here's the offer for our, our listeners. Okay. If you mention my name, yeah. if you call them up and you've got a crash drive and you say, Bob, Dr. Mac Levita sent me, they will waive the $200 uh, fee for looking at your computer. So you'll have no risk. You can send it to them. You'll only have to pay for recovery if they think they can get your files back. Wow. Isn't Dude, that something? That's yeah. sweet, man. So Scott's that's, that's a, Scott's if they, a good guy. That's if, they, if you're totally going to ignore everything else that we're going to talk about in this podcast and everything that Bob's written, both on the web and the PDF that you can buy for three ninety nine from MacObserver.com, uh, that, that's the thing that's going to save your, your, your tuchus there. Speaking, so. speaking of, of data recovery, actually, John, you, you had a, a question for Bob. Uh, can I asked that. Yeah, no, I do. No, actually, I was going to bring up one thing: is that I do like the drive savers guys because a lot of times at the uh, at the shows they will so, show some horribly mangled um, hard drive that they were able to save, and it's always fun to see, uh, you know, what they can recover. It, so, um, it's actually good to point out that the, though they do not guarantee success, they yeah. can pull data off of just about anything. 
They had some of the stuff they showed, for example, uh, one of the drives they recovered was at the bottom of the Amazon for five days. Are you <laughs> fell really? out of a boat. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was filled with water. They dried it out in their clean room and yep. they've managed to recover all the data. Another one had the, uh, the lost episode of The Simpsons on it. It was like the only <laughs> digital copy of an episode of The Simpsons. That's crazy, man. Cool. And they had so, another one was burnt up in a fire, and they got the data off. So if you just screw up and forget to back up, they probably could get your data back. Yeah. Yeah, but don't screw up. No, but if, because if it'll you cost do. you more than a backup system. Yeah, before cost you a lot more than you're going to spend on hard disks and retrospects. That's true. So before you call Drive Savers, yeah. though, there, there, there's a couple things that John wanted to ask about. Yes. Um, so you may be in a situation where maybe your, your drive is starting to fail, and the uh, and, and I wanted to get your spin, Bob, on some of the recovery utilities. Now, of course, there's you know uh, what Apple gives you the uh, drive utility, but there's also um, you know stuff like ProSoft has a couple of things that I've uh, some friends have had success with, either Drive Genius or Data Rescue or the other utilities. And I just wonder right. your thoughts on or, or the ones that you've had particular uh, good luck with. Uh, well, when, I'll, I'll say this. Um, over the years, I've had good luck with all of them at times. Mm-hmm. The, one that, the ones that I think um, have been most consistently helpful, if your drive is, is uh, crapping out and you suspect it's a directory issue, yeah. in other words, you know, you're starting to see uh, files and folders disappearing from where they were and, and you know, stuff that you saved, is, you're getting error messages. And if you don't think that it's a mechanical failure, I really think Disk Warrior is the most likely to repair the damage and let you go on with your life. Preach on, brother. And, and that, you know, that's the first thing I'll whip out for me or my clients if they're having hard disk trouble. The second thing, though, is Data Rescue, and Data Rescue is a great deal. You can download the software and use it and look to see if it can find files before you pay. So yeah. you, you download the demo, and basically, you don't pay if it can't recover your files. Can't get a much better deal than that. So I think the ProSoft stuff's great. I'm not sure about Drive Genius yet. It's kind of new. And, and you know, there's been times when uh, uh, Micromat's deal... Uh, oh, I'm... <laughs> hmm. And the ADD takes over. Gosh, I'm I'm blanking, and you know I talked to them Tech like Tool yesterday. Tech Tool Pro, you mean? Tech Tool Pro, that would be it. <laughs> yeah, there have been times when that that has done stuff that nothing else could do. Yeah. So you know, I I keep if if I were a if I were a working consultant and I had to buy this stuff, I would buy a copy of each. Yeah. Because you never know. Sometimes one will work when the other doesn't. If I was going to say what order I'd buy them in, I'd buy Disk Warrior first, Tech Tool Pro second. Yeah. And data rescue only when I needed it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I tend I to that's... use I tend to use all three. Uh, actually, the third being Drive Genius, but in that order, I use. Uh, uh, um, of course, there goes the there goes the ADD. Disc Warrior, Thank ADD you. Disc boy. Warrior. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> so Disc Warrior, and then uh, Tech Tool Pro, and then Drive Genius. And a lot of times, it was just like the old days with, when Norton Utilities was actually worth a, a darn. That you know, you sometimes had to use what Norton Utilities, them? and then something else, and then Norton, and then so, and you know, you kind of had to go back and forth, and 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 don't forget about you know the the command S uh, going into single user mode there and running FSCK. As we've found, that is different than running 
disc utility, disc even, utility. even from a different drive, even if you boot from your CD or your DVD, uh, running FSCK from the command line is different than running disc utility. And that's the first thing I'll try yeah. because it really costs you nothing. It's very quick mm-hmm. compared to booting from a CD yeah. or running Disc yeah. Warrior. I, I had a drive not too long ago that Disc Warrior took five hours. Oh, it yeah. fixed it, oh, but it, yeah. it, you know, it chugged away for five hours, and I was pretty sure it was hosed. Yeah, but right. you know, got to the end and went, "Hey, guess what? I, it worked." Now, I thought I mentioned. I'm just looking at it. Uh, I was doing some surfing here. Tech Tool Protege. Do you guys remember this? Oh yeah. It's mine is it on it. That's why I talked to them. It's on its way. They're sending me one this week. Finally, so I remember seeing it at the show. But yeah, so it's a, uh, I guess a Firewire or is it a USB bootable? It looks Firewire bootable. It's Firewire. Yeah. Dongle. So uh, even if you're all your drives in your computer are totally hosed, this thing can boot and try. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was pretty neat. I remember seeing that. All right, so so Bob, I've got a question for you that I didn't prep you with. Uh, you, you've always you love doing it, that. As long as I've known you, you've always preached about the the virtues and value in backing up. Is this something that you knew and innately and did for yourself without prompting, or did you lose data or get really close to losing data before you were uh, you were uh, a member of the enlightened club, as it were? You know. You know, I don't remember, but my, my, well, it's been 20 years. Yeah, and I, yeah. as, as far back as I can remember, I've been obsessive about backing up mm-hmm. data because I, I have this threshold. I'm not willing to lose more than two to four hours worth of my work. If it's more than two to four hours, it upsets me greatly. It's like, you know, if I lost everything I wrote yesterday, that would really piss me off. Yeah. So I've, I've, as, as far back as I can remember, I've automated the backup process so that the important stuff is backed up every two to four or six hours or, you know, at least once a day. All right. So to tell, that actually leads into another question. T- tell us what and I know you're not the, the average user and most folks out there probably don't need to follow the regimen that you do being an author and someone who's constantly generating content and text for a living. But what is your backup and video and audio? Yeah, there you, know. you go. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right, so my backup regimen today, I have four external FireWire drives, and Retrospect backs up to them in a round-robin fashion. It'll yep. back up to one one day, and then 12 hours later, a second one, and then 12 hours later, the third one, 12 hours later, the fourth one. Then there's certain things that are backed up more frequently um, and backed up to a different location. So, for example, I, I use Backjack, okay. and I use Backjack, <clears throat> excuse me, Backjack uh, only to to back up my current work folder. So stuff that I'm working on today gets backed up to Backjack twice a day or four times a day. But that's it, you know, because it's really slow. But it's perfect for that. Yeah, and plus, sure. that's the stuff I might want on the road. If I go out of town, uh, I, I usually back up whatever I might need a couple days before to Backjack. That way, no matter where I am, if I have a decent internet connection, I can get a copy of it. Yep. And then the the other thing I do is I usually, out of the four hard drives, usually one of them is in my safe deposit box. Right now I've got all four here. I need to take one out of rotation and put it away. Got it. But it, it's important to have one that's not on site in case of an act of God or, Makes sense. or you know, flood, fire. Theft even, right? I mean, Theft. Oh, e- even more likely than fire or act of God, I think. Yeah. Okay. That's one of my Especially if the hard disk is sitting next to your Mac. It's like, you know, they're going to take both. Yeah. Sure. What, what were you saying, John? 
No, that was one of my favorites is you have a great backup plan, but you keep everything in the same place. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so All your you, backups perish along with you. You mentioned Backjack. Uh, is that, and I'm sure you have a .Mac membership, so you, I'm sure you have the option of using either Backjack or .Mac for your online backups. Why, why choose Backjack over .Mac? Um, no good reason, huh? No, no, no. I like the backjack. I, I I feel more comfortable that the backjack software is okay. doing what I want it to do, and yeah. also it's less expensive for more than one gigabyte. Got it. Got it. And how do you, you know, feel? It's about- like for oh, for five or ten gigabytes, their their deal is pretty good, and Apple's is pretty high. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about security of having a backjack store your data in Canada or Apple store your data who knows where? Well, I don't have anything that's sensitive, so I don't really care that much. Um, no, I'm serious. I, yeah. I, I know I have clients that would care. They would encrypt sure. their stuff before they'd send it. Right. You know, they'd put it right. in archives and encrypt it or something because they're that paranoid. But you know, if somebody wants my my uh, Houston Chronicle column from last month, yeah, it's just welcome to it. You know, knock yourself out. Right, yeah, exactly. But that's a good point. I mean, there is. Um, I'll have to look at. I haven't looked for a while, but like PGP or I think Stuff It has a you know password uh, compressor encrypt mode, which uses pretty good encryption. But um, so yeah, that's something to think about. Especially yeah, I always get nervous. You know, public servers like .dot Mac. I mean, who else can get at it? So well, the the thing is, the stuff that's sensitive is password protected. So like, you can't open my Quicken file without my. Mm-hmm. 46 character password wow. and good good luck you know if you can guess that you do you deserve it <laughs> okay so um you know bob i was wondering you know talking about all the different options i mean we've been through i mean gosh from uh the floppy which i'm sure for the you know the early pioneers of backup that was very painful um and getting up to like, 400 400 and 800 k Oh, those are big. Not that's three. Bite, that's three hundred. That's three and a half inch floppies, man. <laughs> Five and a quarter. Or oh, you guys are really old. Yeah, we, we're Apple. Well, we're, we just we we're, were young geeks. We're Apple. Yeah, one forty k was the first floppy, right? Yeah, Dave? man. I, yeah, yeah. Well, one sixty wasn't it? One sixty, and then three twenty if you did double sided. 35 or 40 track, whatever. But anyway, yeah, so now you're up right, to you, uh, you know newer devices. But but the one thing I noticed, Bob, reading over your uh, your uh, article was uh, there are different options that you mentioned, and I just wonder if you could give people a feel for the different speeds. Like, for example, on the G4, I got bit with DVD RAM. I thought it would be really great, like a DVD, but it was oh so slow. Pig is slow. And so is it was DVD. Terrible. So is DVD-R, you know, uh, SuperDrive. Very, very slow. However, it's pretty good capacity, and the price is really low. So what's important to you? You know, I, I think the the best backup media is hard disks. They're okay, cheap now. You. They really are cheap now. And to get enough to do what you really need to do is a few hundred bucks. Tape will cost you more, and it won't last as long. And your mm-hmm. backups will take ten times longer, five times longer. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. Hard drive, to me, is the preferred, and they seem to keep getting bigger and bigger so they can hold all your data. Because I, I lean cheaper. towards um, doing full things like carbon copy cloner or something. Um so I just I'm with kill you. it in one shot a lot of times, oh, and then I'm okay. I, I do it every now. But I've always been nervous, and I, actually, I wonder this. This may be kind of impromptu, but I've always been nervous with some backup programs. With like, they do incremental backups and you know progressive and and all this stuff where they try to detect what's changed and stuff. And I, I'm curious if you 
uh, how you you uh, set up your backups if you trust well, the program to get it right or or what here's what i do one of those hard disks is a mirror image of my boot disk Okay. And the reason for that is I can't be down for very long. If my hard disk blows up, I need to get back to work on my PowerBook or my iMac that my kids use, but something. I can't be out of out of business if my main Mac's hard disk craps out. Mm-hmm. So I clone my hard disk to an external drive. I use Retrospect's duplicate function um, because it's automated. It does it in the middle of the night. When I wake up in the morning, everything from yesterday is on one of those hard disks. I could take it to Kinko's if I had to, now, or to your it, house. Will Retrospect's duplicate function create a bootable drive? Does it take care of the permissions and everything for you, Bob? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, and, and there's other stuff that'll do that. You know, uh, sure. Carbon Copy Cloner will do it. Uh, Super Duper yeah. will do it for free. Or if you pay 20 bucks, it'll do that and a lot more. Really nice program. Really easy to understand. Great interface for that kind of thing. And Chronosync will do it. And I use Chronosync to keep folders synchronized between my PowerBook and my Mac. Because really? it's really a little more... Well, it's a little more suitable for uh, bi-directional, you know, where you're going both ways. Yeah. Retrospect's great for going one way and right. keeping one copy the same as the other. But, like, I'll go on the road and I'll come back. And I'll clone from my PowerBook back to my main drive, my whole work folder. Now, what do you do about – this This kind of goes off the beaten path here, but that's okay. Uh, what do you do about your email when you travel? Before I leave, I clone my home folder onto okay. the PowerBook. Okay. So I have all my mail with me. Right. Then when I get home, you what I do is – No, no, no. I don't have to. I save a folder. Of uh, I have a folder when I'm on the road of stuff that goes back to the G5. Uh, and, and later when I get home, I just drag those mail messages over. So, you know, while I'm away, if I'm away for a week, maybe there's 20 things I need to save or 10. Yep. So rather than cloning the whole thing back and forth, uh, usually I'll just, uh, usually I make a folder on the desktop. Sure. And sure. that's stuff to go back. Yeah, and that way I don't have to clone back. But you know, it depends how long I'm away and how much work I do and how many things I changed. And sure, sure. But usually I just you know usually the easy way for me is to just uh, set aside the mail I want to take back to my big machine and move that mail over. That makes without, sense. Yeah, without dealing with the because I have a lot of mail. I have like maybe two or three gigabytes in the folder. That's kids I don't stuff, need all Bob. of that moving back and forth. Kids well, I, clean, I cleaned it out not too long ago. <laughs> Why? I figure those messages from 1984 aren't. I'm never going to need them. I've never needed them in 22 years. You know? <laughs> but you will tomorrow. That's yeah. Right. Well, they're arch- they're archived. Ah, <laughs> they're they're on DVDs. Smart man. Now, smart man. I wonder. I wonder how you guys feel. It, it's not quite backup, but um, iDisk synchronizing an iDisk, or did we cover? We covered something similar to that. Well, the iDisk isn't. Yeah, the iDisk isn't big enough though for most of the things that you'd want to do. You know, it's okay for like a project folder that doesn't have a lot of graphics or sound or or video, but when you start getting into anything that's you know taking up disk space, you run out pretty quick on your iDisk. Yeah, you do. You do. Apple's Apple's backup program. I know this kind of weaves in and out. Apple's backup program does a weird thing where it it won't let you recycle the the backup you know you can you do if you do a backup with apple's backup 3.0 to your to your iDisk or to your .mac account it uh 
it, it does. You know, the first one obviously is a full backup, and then it's incrementals from then on. But you can never get it to reset to the full backup without manually dueling, doing so, and your eye just will fill up, and it sucks. I know. I just had to do that, and in yeah. fact, after I did it, I stopped using backup three. Yeah. I figure I'm backing up enough other places. I don't need that extra fail right. safe. Right. Right. It used to work and great with backup bad. two. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad because. For a lot of people, that would be all they'd need. That, that's back right. up to iDisk. Yeah, it takes it kills two birds with one stone. Yeah, it'll do incremental backup. So if you if you corrupt a file, you have the version from yesterday or the day before you can get at. That's right. And it, it's off site. So yep. The problem is it's just one gigabyte, and that's not really enough for serious backup. You know, it's like a, a gigabyte. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, that's I do. True. They'll I do like more. fifty gigabytes a day. They'll right. sell you more. Oh, yeah, but it's not cheap. <laughs> no, it's not. How much is it? It's, I haven't looked in a while. All right, Maybe well, I'll look while you're doing that. Okay, well, while, while you look, uh, listen to Steve's, uh, Steve's comment here, or Steve's question about backup strategy. We may have gone through some of this, but uh, I think there's probably some that's still relevant. So, Steve, take it away. Hey, John and Dave. This and Bob. Steve in Seattle again. been meaning to call you guys about my uh, backup dilemma. I typically back up my computer using deja vu to an external hard drive, same size as my um, main drive, but it doesn't include all of the uh, movies and stuff I have on my second drive. Then also, um, having that hard drive here doesn't protect me in case the house burns down or gets broken into. I used to take in uh, about once or so a year make disk images of important folders on my computer and burn them onto a DVD, put them in my safe deposit box at the bank. That's kind of clunky because it takes a lot of time to pick and choose what I can fit on a DVD, and I'm hearing about DVDs flaking and all sorts of things. So wondering if you can suggest an all-around backup strategy, particularly for those of us who have hundreds of gigs of data. Thanks uh, in advance, and look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> okay, that's a real easy one. There you go. For three ninety nine, we'll sell you a PDF that has everything you need to know to answer that question. <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, you're that's right. That's exactly what the PDF is about. Yeah, that's how right. To, how to back up large amounts of data and, and, you know, be able to sleep at night. And not drive yourself crazy doing it, yeah. Exactly. That's true, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. It's more than we could do verbally here on the show. But if, if that's the question, <laughs> the answer really is, and you don't have to pay for it. We put it up for free, too. You can read we, it on the that's web. That's right, that's right. I think that's a cool deal, Dave. Yep. I'm glad that it worked out that way. That's I am very too. cool. Yeah, no, I, I like having it on the web. And if people want to archive it, man, take the PDF. It's four bucks. How much is yeah. that? It's four bucks. It's less than a cup of coffee. For less than a cup of coffee, you can <laughs> save your own life, right? We need the Paco Bell Cannon and Sally Struthers here, but uh, but for Where less do you buy than a your price. Coffee. What's that? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> they got Starbucks here in New Hampshire, you know. John. Okay, I was going to say <laughs> not in Durham, but uh, overpriced you know. coffee. Overpriced <laughs> coffee, yeah, man. Okay, but, uh, so you know, pretty you simple, the question, uh, you know, did bring up, for example, you know, it sounded like our uh, uh, caller. Were they a caller or a recorder? I don't know. but uh, We'll call them a caller. You know, it's like fine. different types of data. So so I think, you know, Bob touches on in his uh, um, document there about, you know, what do you really need to back up? Like, it sounds like this person was very concerned about uh, 
more data and pictures and, and audio and stuff, not so much applications. So that's well, and, and I talk about that because for some people, nothing but backing up a hundred percent of their boot disk will do, and for other people, uh, they probably only have to back up a couple of folders. You know, maybe their mail, their yep. Quicken, their Word, you know, mm. or Excel files, and, and that's it. So it just depends on how you use your computer and what you know what stuff would hurt to lose. By the way, that, that's the big question right there. Yeah, four gigabytes of iDisk, a hundred bucks a year. Oh, yeah. Okay. So another hundred bucks for three more gigabytes, which still isn't really enough. Yeah. Yeah. I it's guess you can buy more than more yeah, than but, one. Yeah, but how fast is your upstream, right? I mean, that's the problem. The cable providers keep giving us more and more downstream speed, but upstream speed seems to be hard to come by. And yeah. really, that's the trick, right? You, you need a, a ton of upstream bandwidth in order to make this workable. You know, even if you're doing it at night, there's only so much that you can do at five twelve k up, or or even at, like John, right? John, you've got two two uh, two megabits up, but I mean, it's only going to give you so much. You're not going to back up your whole hard drive. So, my uh, my broadband providers now yeah. it was Southwestern Bell now it's AT and T and they just sent me an email that they've now got three flavors of DSL okay you know slow medium and fast yeah but what's fast what's the what's I, the high I'm speed I'm trying to find it I'm oh, trying okay. to find it okay seven sixty eight I got a postcard I, I doubt it's I doubt it's seven sixty eight DSL has has always in the U S mm. anyway been been notably slower than cable on the upstream. And oh, yeah. most most cable providers are maxing out at five twelve. I've got seven sixty eight. Like I said, John, I know you've got two megabits, but you're one of the chosen ones, John. So yeah, Optimum is uh, Cablevision is very good with their uh, cable modem. Yes, control. all right. Yes. Their uh, their fastest upstream is six oh eight. Okay, and that That's is forty four ninety nine. Yeah. And then you get three to six down, down. Yeah. Okay, that's not bad. Forty-four no. bucks. I may actually switch to that. All right. So uh, we've we've got an email from Jeff here, and Jeff asks us, "Hey guys, I currently use Apple's backup to backup my photos and files to my .dot max space. However, the one gig allotment is not really enough anymore." <laughs> <laughs> and I you want read our minds. <laughs> that's right. And I want to be able to backup to my FTP site that I already pay for. What's the easiest way to do this? Possibly a solution using backup, automator, and or transmit to do it. Would that even work? Bob, do you have that any thoughts? Would, that would it would work, but it's not something I would personally try. You know, that's that's a lot. It's a lot of uh, tweaking. Well, Bob, so, does retrospect? I thought retrospect would let you do um, maybe. Well, it will let you do remote network backups, but it's got to be FTP. on a local. No, it's got to be a local network. Not FTP. And the the other thing is, if you could mount the disk as a volume. That you would could be use retrospect, yeah. but I don't think you can with just an FTP uh, site. Now, one thing you could do probably would be to have your backup uh, back up to a, a disk image file and then compress the disk image and send that to the FTP site. Yeah. That would probably be fairly easy to, to automate. Huh. Yeah, that would work. And, and, and I believe transmit is uh, scriptable, so you oh, ought to be able to figure out a way to you know make this alt. Tra- transmit actually rocks with Automator. I've, I'm using it now for the. Uh, I've got an Automator script that when we're done with the podcast, I go ahead and drag the resulting AIFF file to um, to this Automator action and it or Automator workflow rather, 
and using transmit and many other things, it converts it, names it, uploads it, ready to go. Uh, tra- tra- transmit's very well scriptable. And it's even yes. got, if you're willing to do it manually, Transmit's got this uh, this thing that they call droplets. I love that. I'm doing this uh, video of GarageBand. Yeah. And I made a droplet of the folder I have to put stuff in. Right. It's like, it's so idiot proof. It like takes three seconds. Yeah. I drag the file onto the little icon and pretty pretty soon it pops up and says I'm done. Yeah. So if that you're, was great. If you're willing to do your backup semi-manually, all you'd have to do is take a folder and drag it to a Transmit droplet. And away it goes. That that's all you need to do. You can save the password in there and everything, and and you're good to go. So, it's not 100 percent automated, and you could probably figure something out with a, uh, uh, you know, with a cron job that that just did it right. I mean, you, you know, even if you were using LFTP, I mean, there's an LFTP uh, binary available for OS 10 at the command line. You could do it that way too. You, know, you might actually be able to do it with Quickies if you can't do it with other uh, scripting tools. Yeah, because Quickies will work on almost anything. It'll let you, you know, perform actions that wouldn't be possible other ways. Yep. Yep. That's so, a good point. So, you know, this is a thought. I got, I got one for Bob. Go ahead. Uh, what are your thoughts on RAID, Bob? That's uh, something that I think is uh, now well, part of have, OS ten. If you have insect infestation, I think RAID is good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you're talking about a redundant array of in- expensive or independent disks. <laughs> Yeah, I guess when oh, you set yeah, up your yeah. system, you could choose to format them in a in a certain way. Oh, I yeah, I guess it's in a, inexpensive, right? It's not. Yeah, it's either inexpensive or independent. No, it's there's. I think it was independent. I, I don't either one. Yeah, I don't think there's any. Uh, I don't think there's a consensus on it. Oh, I well, think I'm half, sure. I'm you sure, say tomato, I say tomato. I'm sure Wikipedia has the uh, has oh, the yeah. answer. It is the source of all. It probably says both. Uh, what so, is your experience setting those up? It, you or, know what, Bob? You know? I, I'm sorry to interrupt, John. I'll uh, say that again, but you're absolutely right. Wikipedia says both. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody's ever decided which no. it really is. <laughs> Go ahead, John. I have a RAID on my desk. I use it for audio and video recording. Okay. Uh, it's basically used for that only. It's 500 gig RAID. It's got two five hundreds in it. Um, so it's mirrored. And it's FireWire, yeah, and it's FireWire eight hundred. Oh, okay. So it's um it's by far my fastest drive, and it's given me no trouble whatsoever since the day I set it up. That's good. Um, it's just a drive. I mean, it's a really yeah. fast, big, a really big, fast drive. But as far as my Mac is concerned, it's just a drive. Of course, the issue now you said it's two five hundred, so it's mirrored. Is that right? Right. Oh, okay. So if one dies, you're still totally covered. That that's really if you if you want a backup that is 100 percent bulletproof. It, well, maybe not 100 percent. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the second thing that goes on there is yeah. one of my complete backups of the hard disk goes mm. on to the RAID disk, so it's actually it's being backed places. up twice. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's I can make it a little faster by striping. Yeah, but but then if one of the drives dies, man, all the data's gone. I know. Yeah. That's why I've got it mirrored. Yep, yep. Are we are we done here? It's, it seems know. like we've kind of hit the uh, hit the end of the end of the rope here. Well, you know, if you want, this is this is merely a taste, Bob. Like I said, what the, what's that PDF? Forty something pages, Bob. I think forty-four. Yeah, man, it, it's wow. a great thing. It, it's an easy read. It's it's written by Bob, right? It's it, there's there's no uh, it, there's no fifty cent words in there. 
Wait a minute. No, if- and the chapters the chapters are short. You know, I purposely wrote it so that no, no chapter was ponderous. I think the longest chapters may be ten or twelve pages. And Bob, I was just actually doing some math here. If there's no fifty cent words in there, I think you owe me some money. <laughs> <laughs> When do I get my royalty check? Yeah, we're still waiting on that one. <laughs> we'll be waiting a long time. Yeah. All right. So before we go, Bob, what was your uh, what was your first computer? Uh, Mac Plus. Oh, really? So you started you 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 started with a Mac. You didn't start with the uh, with the Apple IIs like John and I, huh? No. And check this out. I bought a Mac Plus. Uh, I actually I test drove the. 512, but I knew that there was another Mac coming out, so I sure. didn't buy it. Right. And when the Mac Plus came out, I was the first one in Los Angeles, I think, to take delivery. Okay. And immediately thereafter, I uh, <laughs> I bought a SCSI hard disk for it because that was the first SCSI Mac. Yep. And and the Mac cost me twenty four ninety five. Yeah. What that what that drive cost and the tw- you, man? The twenty the twenty megabyte, not gigabyte, megabyte, mm-hmm. twenty megabyte data frame twenty. Yeah. Cost me twenty four ninety five. Now, and folks, the- just just so you know, folks, we won't be linking to data frame in the show notes because frankly, Ooh. they're just not around. <laughs> yeah, I think they've been go- super Mac. They've been gone for yeah, a long time. That's right. Uh, uh, and then I also bought a uh, four gigabyte. Upgrade from Mac Memory, which oh, was yeah. twenty four ninety five. So oh. my Mac Plus cost me like seventy five hundred bucks. <laughs> wow! And then I bought a laser writer <laughs> for oh, seven thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I actually leased a laser writer. Okay, okay. And okay. then when I got into the writing business at Magazine, the first thing I did was convince QMS to lend me a laser printer. <laughs> oh, smart thinking, man. Yeah, that, and, and such was the beginning of your career, getting free junk. <laughs> oh, man. that's I have to say that's one of the best parts uh-huh. of this job. Isn't is it, though? Being able to call somebody up and go, that yep. looks like fun. Would you send me one? And have yeah. them say, oh, absolutely. I, I, just, Levitas, I like sir. when the stuff just arrives. You and know, that happens a lot. All the time. You know, every time we've gone away, and we went away last weekend, every time we've gone away recently, a, a new set of speakers for the iPod arrives. And, <laughs> and, and this, the, the first time, it was the, uh, the Spectone Retro. And that was cool. This oh, last I like one, that. This last one, I, I haven't read the manual, so I don't want to say the brand name yet because, frankly, it sucked. It, uh, it, it squealed and, and really sounded terrible. Even my wife said... Do we have to take that home from the hotel? So be careful about what you send to us, folks. Yeah, but I got to agree. You know what works the best is to say you're Bob and send me this. Because it works for me, too. <laughs> All right. Or I say it's me. But, yeah, I got this adapter, Dave. I'm not too happy with it. Something's wrong. With it. Or maybe the drives. I don't know. We'll have you got to talk about it. We'll talk about it. So, hey, uh, Bob. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time to to join us this evening. I know you uh, you squeezed this in in your ever so busy schedule, so we appreciate it. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me. It's been it's been a treat. You bet, man, folks. Next week we're back to normal. Don't forget to go to podcast uh, and or Portable Media Expo. Cashfly hosting is where you downloaded this. Call us two zero six 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 Geek. Email macgeekgab at macobserver dot com. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, John. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. You bet. Thanks, John. Thanks, Bob. And good night. <laughs>